What's up, fandom? My name is Josh, and today I've got a very special guest today. We've got Curtis Clow. How's it, how's it going, Curtis? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem at all. Uh, thanks for coming on the chat. Um, so first off, uh, I, have, I have a very important question to ask. Um, were you uh, Team Wheels or Team Doors? I do not know what this question is referring oh, no. to. Oh, man. Okay. So this will be a time capsule for everybody going back. So there was the whole wheels or doors debate. Like, are there more wheels in the world or more doors in the world? I've never heard of this. Huh? Oh, my goodness. It's been taking the Internet up by storm. Oh, man. Uh, so so what it team you on is uh, is like what you think there's more of in the world? Yeah. Like, do you think there are more doors in the world or do we, do you think there are more wheels in the world? Huh? I'm going to say doors. Oh, man. It's the wrong. That's a close one, though, because, I mean, every car has, like, four wheels. Um, yeah, every you know. car's got four wheels. Every bike has two wheels. And There's no a cars. lot of buildings, though. I mean, think about, like, an apartment building. Think about how many doors. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, not everybody has a car. Third world countries, cities, you know. Yeah, but bicycles, though. Bicycles, that's true. Bicycles that's great. Great. And it, it, there's a minutia that people get into. They go into, like, well, there's Hot Wheels cars. And there's, Those are wheels. Yeah, like there's been wagons. Seven, there's been seven million Hot Wheels cars, or seven billion Hot Wheels cars created since 1967. So wheels, wheels take it in that case. I, We're I counting mean, Hot Wheels. Like, yeah. Would you count that? Then it's like, well, you also have cabinet doors too, not just oh, regular wow. doors. You had It's a whole. It's a whole Blow thing. Blowing my mind. Doghouse uh, doors. You got everything. He's like, I, I don't recommend you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it, it is a whole thing. Just, yeah, just stay away. Uh, but Curtis, um, thanks for coming on again. Um, what uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, a couple of your your comics because you are a, a comic creator. Um, can you give us a little bit about yourself? What was what was little Curtis like uh, running around with your your little like sketcher light light up shoes? Like what what were what was Curtis like? Uh, little Curtis was a big fan of stuff like Pokemon, Power Rangers, all the good stuff from like the '90s, early 2000s, Digimon. Um, and I was always creative in uh, English class was always my favorite making up stories, but I just didn't really know what outlet uh, it would take. I was always into art, drawing, painting. Um, and then as I got older, I uh, was trying to learn how to write and eventually fell into comics and started reading them, getting obsessed. And uh, that's when I knew that that was a, that was where my creative outlet was going to go. Nice. Um, OK, so you're liking the Pokemon, you're liking the Digimon, the Power Rangers, um, Pokemon or Digimon. If, if, if you were to get rid of one, which which one would you get rid of? It's <laughs> a tough question. Uh, I mean, obviously, Pokemon, I feel like they're like one of the biggest IP out there and much bigger than uh, Digimon now. But I mean, back then, I loved both. I love Yu-Gi-Oh! also. And uh, yep. I, I guess I would have to pick Pokemon, sadly. <laughs> it's a sad day. It's a sad, very sad day. Um, Curtis, we're, you're, we're, we're, we're not batting a thousand. Like I just, it's a rocky start. Say, I know. It's, it's a very, it's a very tough podcast to be on. I know. Um, all right. So what were some of your, your favorite, um, you know, like, were you written to comics, uh, growing up? Not really. I, I was always drawn to them, but I didn't have, I didn't know anything about comic shops. I didn't know where to get them. So like I would randomly like pick up a random Spider-Man or Wolverine comic. And I just, uh, I guess I just didn't know enough about that world and how to like research it. But there was definitely like a pool to that world. I just didn't know, you know, how to how to find them until, uh, you know, until I got older and started reading Image Comics and getting into the whole indie world and Kickstarter and stuff. So uh, like Image Comics, like uh, getting into like uh, 
like Saga and well, I mean, yeah, uh, big fan of Rick Remender. So all of his stuff, Deadly Class, Black Science, um, a, a lot of high concept stuff. It was like a lot of my stuff is either sci-fi or fantasy. So I'm usually drawn to any like high concept stories. Nice. Um, so you, you've got the comics. So you're big into, you know, like the um, the cartoons and everything like that. Were there any like movies or anything that you, you know, you watched and you were like, you know what? I want to write, you know, something like this. Uh, I mean, I'm a big uh, Christopher Nolan fan. So like all of his stuff, but I, I don't necessarily know that I'll ever make something that says, you know, he's always got these crazy twists and mind blowing stuff. So it's definitely inspiration, but uh, I don't know. My stuff is very different. I feel like than his. Well, I mean, when you, when you do the twist that um, King is actually, you know, the King's daughter. So it's like, that's going to be a crazy twist that no one's going to. That's, that's, that's a good uh, one. I'll have to keep that. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and kind of go into, uh, into Beastlands. So uh, thank you. I, I got all, all five of the copies uh, currently out. So uh, very excited. Read them all. Very good. Thank um, you. So tell us a little bit about Beastlands. So Beastlands is a uh, action adventure fantasy story. I don't like to compare my stuff to other stuff, but it's obviously very influenced from Pokemon, Digimon, these like monster type uh, IP. I mean, um, I, I was I was waiting for Renzo to start talking. Like I was like, it's like he's gonna he's gonna start talking. It's gonna be like some some Guru on it action up in here. So yeah, I tried to put like an original twist on that. Um, uh, it's influenced from my own experiences with my dog getting hit by a car and she survived, but it took like a lot of extra care. So it was about trying to, you know, put that like uh, human and pet bond into a story. So that's kind of how the world of Beastlands came about. And it's a world where some people have companion beasts. Not everybody has one. And it's about a boy that has to save his beasts and friends before a king tries to execute them all. Nice. And so, yeah, so you've got your, you've got your keepers and you've got your companions. Um, so what, like, like there, there are definitely some, you know, reasons that, you know, some people have um, the keepers and some do not. Like, what is, like, in your mind, since you are the creator, like, what are some of the reasons, like, why somebody would have a keeper? Yeah, so there's uh, there's definitely some rules to the world. And, um, and in volume one, you're referring to, like, somebody says, like, you have to go through a hardship to have a mm -hmm. keeper. But that's just like one, that's just like one, I feel like in this world, I try to make it so like different, uh, different locations have like these different mythology about how keepers work and stuff. So in volume two, you hear somebody else say that only the strong and brave have keepers. They just have these kind of like tall tales about why you have a keeper. And I don't want to give it away yet, like why some people have them, but there's definitely like, uh, I try to keep some stuff a mystery instead of like over explaining all of the world building. Um, but for now, we're just keeping it as like different locations have these different kind of myths about why they exist and uh, later on in like volume three, you'll get to some people who worship them as like gods and stuff. Nice. Um, so with, um, with Beastlands, um, you've done some Kickstarters, um, to get everything, you know, uh, up to how, like on your Kickstarter, how far did you guys, uh, get, um, in order to, you know, uh, publish? Yeah. So, so we've that done was a really weird way to phrase that. <laughs> no, sentence, like... I understand it though. Uh, so we've done uh, Kickstarters for up to issue seven, and we're actually, we're still creator-owned. Dark Horse doesn't own the IP or anything. It's still um, uh, co-owned by me and the artist, Joe. And um, we're still, we still have the freedom to kickstart issue by issue. So for now, we've started doing two issues at a time just because Kickstarter takes so long and it's so much work to print them and ship everything. So we just did the Kickstarter for six and seven um, last summer. Those copies are almost here. And then uh, late this summer, we'll be kickstarting um, issues eight and nine. 
And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing Kickstarter. Like Dark Horse isn't um, paying us for production or anything. So if we want the series to continue, we still have to keep funding it through Kickstarter ourselves. Gotcha. So, um, so you've got Dark Horse coming out. So they're uh, putting everything in a nice little graphic novel. So issues one through five. Yep. Volume one, one through five. Nice. Um, so um, we'll just, like, how, how exactly does something like that with Dark Horse work? Like, do they wait until you get episode like issues, you know, six through 10 and then possibly do another one? Or how does that kind of work out? Yeah, so we've had this deal in place for a while. Like it was, we signed the contract like before the pandemic. So it's been quite some time and uh, they were just kind of waiting on us to get issues one through five done on Kickstarter. And then the plan was always to have them put out the trade. And um, and being creator owned, like I want to keep telling the story. I think it's a cool world we made and I have like, you know, ideas for up to like five volumes. So I just want to keep going. And, um, uh, you know, we, we could, we have the choice to do that. So we just started on the second volume already. And I, I think for them, it, it, you know, it all depends on sales and how well this volume does to see if they'll publish volume two. But I mean, um, you know, hopefully it sells well and, and, uh, and it gets a good react, you know, good, uh, good, um, good reviews, like critically and stuff. And they'll want to do volume two as well. Nice. Um, and so, uh, I mean, you guys, uh, go, go to cons and everything like that. Uh, you were at LA comic-con, uh, this last year. Yep. Um, unfortunately I, I didn't go cause I, I was afraid to make that, you know, that trip out from Oklahoma. Cause I was like, you know, like the, the Delta variants going on or Omicron. I don't even remember which one it was like that one's going on. I'm like, Ooh, maybe we, maybe we wait a little bit. Um, but how, how have cons, um, or, or the lack of cons, um, you know, throughout the pandemic, uh, did that um, make it a little bit more difficult to kind of get the word out about Beastlands? Yeah, I mean, cons are, you know, they're really important, especially for like a newer writer like myself. Uh, I quit my day job right before the pandemic as well to write comics full time. And then pandemic happened and there's no more cons and cons are so important for like networking. Mm -hmm. That's how we that's how we got this Beastlands deal with Dark Horse was just from at a convention meeting the editor and they dug it all. So it's uh it sucks to like have no cons for almost two years, but now that they're back, it feels good. Uh, LA Comic Con was packed. Uh, I didn't get sick, so nobody around me got sick. Got so just gotta stay safe with masks and everything. Um, I went to San Diego, Ontario, and California, and then LA. And LA was definitely like it felt like just felt like back to like normal things for that convention. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to LA Comic Con uh, 2019. Like, okay, so I moved to uh, California tail end of 2019. Cause I was like, okay. Hey man, it's great. We're going to move to California. It's going to be fantastic. Gonna, gonna network. We've got, we know people at DreamWorks. We're going to, we're going to make stuff happen. All these different cons and stuff and pandemic hit. And it's just like, well, there goes, that's all gone. Um, just killed the dream. Oh yeah. Had to move back. It was like, Ooh, well there goes that savings. Like, Ugh. um, so, um, with, with these cons and everything, like, is, is there a con that you want to go to that you haven't been able to go to yet? Like, what's like your pinnacle of of cons? I mean, you just want to go to one that's more comics focused. So I went to Rose City back in 2019. That one was a lot of fun. I haven't been to Emerald City yet or C2E2 or New York. I heard New York's really good. Yeah, uh, New, I almost New made the trip to New York. New York's yeah, hopefully I can get there this fall. Hopefully. Um, I got WonderCon coming up in two weeks. Nice. That's like, uh, I live in Orange County, California. So that one's pretty close to me. And that's a pretty big show. So that's cool. I was uh, in Tustin. So basically oh, nice. Irvine area. So yeah, I was yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to San Diego Special Edition this past fall. Uh, this past fall, yeah. And that was like my first time ever at the San Diego Comic-Con, which was, it was a lot toned down compared to like a normal San Diego. They didn't have, uh, you know, all the normal programming. But hopefully I can get to the regular San Diego this summer and, you know, nothing else happens with variants or anything to ruin yeah. this. But 
San Diego and New York probably be in Emerald City would probably be like the top ones coming up that I would like to get to. Nice. Uh, what do you want people to kind of like take away from Beastlands? Uh, appreciate what you have uh, before you lose it. It's kind of about a boy who who doesn't truly appreciate his keeper and his friends and they're at risk of being taken from him if he doesn't, you know, change his, uh, change his character. Nice. Um, now you also are doing another Kickstarter. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, uh, Slightly Exaggerated. Slightly Exaggerated is another fantasy adventure. It's a, about a dying girl that has to steal back a sacred gem before a crazed cult leader um, uh, tries to kind of change the world with it. Just normal it's, high school stuff. Just normal you know? stuff. It's a, it's, it's a four-issue series. It's a mini-series. We might do another volume two after that. Um, but me and the artist, Pius Bach, we, uh, we have two issues left, and he's working on issues three and four now. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a fun fantasy series. It's more like a whimsical world where there's like flying sea creatures, flying wheels, just a bunch of like for that one, we just went all out just crazy with it. Nice. Um, any, any other comics uh, that you are uh, currently working with? Yeah, I launched a new fantasy series called Majestic in uh, this past December. Um, that one, we, we kickstarted the full uh, first volume. That one's about a shape-shifting girl who's kind of like this four spirit. And then I have one other sci-fi series called The Wild Cosmos. That one will be published by Scout Comics soon. Nice. Um, and uh, so you've got, the, you've got the Kickstarter. We're going to put all the links to the Kickstarter below. Definitely um, check out um, Slightly Exaggerated. Um, get in, get those perks. Um, definitely do that. So uh, let's kind of go into a little bit more comics. So we got the, we got the, we got the fun stuff out of the way. So let's talk about the boring stuff. Um, so what do you have uh, currently? I mean, so I know you didn't really grow up, you know, with comics and everything like that. Um, are there any current comics that you're currently reading, like on any like platform, like either like digital or physical? Yeah. Always reading stuff. I mean, you, uh, got to save a little time for reading. Like otherwise what's the point of creating them, but most yeah. of the time goes into making them. But, uh, I read step by bloody step by size Burrier and love that series. It's kind of a, it's like a word wordless series. Um, and it's by him and Mateus. And I love the other book they did called Coda that was by boom. And this new one's by image, but it's really well done. It's, uh, you know, there's no words or anything, but just the storytelling and the art is just beautiful. That's nice. Um, any, uh, anything that you've, uh, watched recently that you like, basically I'm trying to get around. Have you watched the Batman yet? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Um, well, uh, so I'm going to give you free reign to basically write a comic, anything. So it could be Marvel, it could be DC, it could be image. If you wanted to do Sandman, you could do Sandman, whatever you wanted to do. What is like your dream comic? Or if, if there's, if there's one that you're, you know, that's, you know, brewing up here, that you just haven't been able to, you know, start writing yet is what, what's your like ideal comic? Well, I mean, creator owned comics is my true love. So like that's, I would always pick something uh, creator owned and something original, but if I had to pick something licensed, like um, obviously a Batman comic would be cool, but I, I like things like Avatar last airbender. That'd be a really nice. cool license to write with um, cowboy bebop would be cool. Uh what else is what about there? mummies alive would you ever consider writing for mummies alive yeah i mean i'm down for anything it's uh it's, it's a creative challenge like the way i think of it when you're writing like these licensed characters and licensed stories like it's just a creative challenge that you have to work with so it'd be fun to write anything like that but you know avatar or something like fantasy like a pokemon comic digimon comic i'd be down for that would you rather write a pokemon comic or a digimon comic Ah, this is the hard hitting questions, man. We'll yeah. say Digimon because Digimon oh, okay. doesn't, you know, they don't get the shine that Pokemon does, you know? 
Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, if we're gonna have to cut this short, I mean, I'll, I'll do it if he chooses the Pokemon. But I mean, oof. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, I've big, huge Digimon fan. Um, so, uh, what, what, what are you, what are you doing in your free time? I mean, I know you've got all the comics and everything like that. What are you doing in your free time? Or you is know, just free time? There's free time. Uh, a little bit, you know. Most of the time is you're just thinking about stories twenty four seven and packaging books, writing books. But in the free time, playing a lot of video games, playing Horizon, uh, was it Horizon Forbidden West. Really mm-hmm. loving that. Uh, I played Sable before that. It was an Xbox game. It was really good. So just playing some games, watching some Netflix. I finished. I'm horrible at watching shows and stuff. Like it takes me so long to finish. But I finished Arcane. I love that series. Nice. Um, watching 1883, that kind of uh, Western, the Western series. One. Did you yeah. watch Yellowstone? I did not, but okay. I, I was told to watch 1883 and that you don't have to uh, watch Yellowstone. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen any Yellowstone and 1883 is great. So you don't, definitely don't have to have seen Yellowstone. I really love the game Red Dead Redemption too. So it's like it, the story feels very similar to that. And that just made me love Westerns now. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I've been kind of on the fence on 1883 because like I watched Yellowstone. Uh, I did. I got all the through those seasons, and oh boy, uh, it gets up there sometimes. So that I was, I was a little bit hesitant on eighteen eighty three. I was like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be? Is it going to be a lot more? You know. I mean, yeah. No, I'm, I'm halfway through, it. and I think it's great. I recommend it. Okay. Awesome. Um, anything else that you're, you know, like super, uh, super into right now? Uh I think that's it. I wanted to see Batman again in the theaters. Like I, I never see movies twice in theaters, but I love Batman so much that I definitely want to see that one twice. Nice. Oh, favorite part of Batman. I mean, I just think overall, like the whole tone of it, that kind of darker brooding tone, uh, the, the fight scenes felt realistic. Uh, but I guess the favorite part, has got to be that Batmobile scene. That was pretty epic. So good. It was good. It was really when well it done. first comes on and makes that like jet engine screech. It's like, Ooh, that's good. Spoilers for Batman. It came out like a couple months ago. Um, so, all right, okay. I'm going to go Batman, just because we're here. Mainly, I, we're recording an episode tonight to date this episode. We're recording an episode tonight on the Batman. So, just trying to trying to, trying to, to work through some stuff. Um, what would you want to see, you know, in, like, uh, the second Batman film? Um, do you want to do Battison again, or you want a you know new batman do you want to no batman? no uh he, he was great like uh you know i haven't seen a lot of his other stuff but he was a great bruce wayne and great batman so uh surprisingly good like much better than affleck was but yeah. uh so we can keep him we can keep him around he's good i thought christian bale was a really good batman too um but i, I i've been rereading uh scott snyder's court of owls and i feel like that would be a really yeah. cool to uh to put in a second film most surprised i already teased the joker like that's so hard to live up to ledger but uh I mean, hopefully it's well done. So far, everything that this director and this cast, it's all been good. So, yeah, like I, I, I'm in that same vein. Like I would love for them to do a Court of Owls. I would also like for them to not do Joker next movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, been it's done like, so it's many a times. Long, it's it's yeah. a long con for us. It's like, yeah, we like we showed Joker. And we're not going to put him in the next one. He'll be in like the third one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, no, yeah. there's so many good villains in Batman. Like, I feel yeah. like, like Mr. Freeze, even like after Schwarzenegger way back then, like you could redo that. So cool. Uh, you could see some cool stuff with like Clayface or something. There's so many good villains in Batman that they could play around with in this world. You're, you're like, you're, you're just like, we're on the same wavelength. That, that's my, that like my two is like my Battinson two is Mr. Freeze. Oh, that'd be and awesome. Yeah. Do like start the court of owls. And as it's building and he's starting to figure things out, 
And then the third one, then you're going to go full court of owls and you're going to have the Joker. And yeah. that's going to be your tension. So you're going to build up two movies and that's how you do. I also, I'm in a, probably a very small camp. I want him to put Robin in. Like I want, I want young, I want a young Dick Grayson, not a 27 year old man. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Like if it's well done, like they could yeah. do it. Um, I would like to see. I mean, I thought Catwoman was really well done in this movie. Oh, Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Curtis. Uh, so if people want to buy um, a copy of Beastland or slightly exaggerated, where can they do that? So Beastlands will be out with Dark Horse on uh, June 15th in comic shops, uh, June 28th, everywhere else, bookstores and everything. And then we'll have another Kickstarter uh, later this summer. Slightly exaggerated. That's on Kickstarter uh, launching this April. Um, and that'll be for issues three and four. And then you can always contact me if you want to buy it off my site or anything. Nice. Um, well, Curtis, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Um, go ahead, give us all your socials, plug anything that you want to plug. Yeah, I mean, I'm you've already you've already plugged. <laughs> so I mean, you know, Arcane season two coming. <laughs> no, Arcane. Did you like Arcane, by the way? Yes, I loved Arcane. Yeah, beautiful I, animation. I, I like the yeah, like the different animations in there that they would do. Um, like there was that uh, one episode, like the opening, I think, of season uh, of episode two that was really kind of almost like a music video. Um, and again, all the different, like the animation styles that they put in that, like there was yeah, some man. really nice shots in there. Yeah. For the Beastlands animation, you know, that'd be a very cool <laughs> style for that Beastlands animation Netflix show. Uh, no, you can follow me at Curtis Clow on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook page. And uh, yeah, Beastlands with Dark Horse this June. Nice. And we're going to put um, links to um, all of Curtis's uh, social media. It's going to be in the show notes. We're going to put a link to the Kickstarter and a link to where you can purchase on Amazon. Definitely. E Go to your local comic shop, order Beastlands, support your local comic shop. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much, Curtis. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. Find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcasts. All of our episodes available, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, Audible, anywhere that you can download a podcast and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Uh, thanks to 1 out of 10 for the intro and outro for this episode. Uh, and Curtis, again, last question. I know you've had a little bit of time to ruminate on it, but doors or wheels? All right. This is the question. We're going to go. I said doors earlier, and mm -hmm. now after I've ruminated on it, it's, it's still doors. Think about every car has four doors. All right. Uh, so bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thank you so much, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Appreciate right. it. Have a good one.